You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Kevin Wags. I give you A. And with that, we are back. ACL pod featuring the one, the only Captain Wags. I am ACL. He is Wags at the real Mr. ACL at Captain Wags on Twitter and the gram. ACL sports.com is the website. Check us out on all of those platforms. NFL week five, college football. Week six, October issue wags for my money. The best month of the sports betting calendar. Football in full effect. NBA starting up. Baseball playoffs. A little sport called hockey is starting up. I know you're a little bit interested in perhaps. You ready for it, man? College basketball coming College up. Basketball, baby. Don't yeah. forget that. That's November. That's my sneaky. Uh, that's uh, I'm sneaky excited about that. It, it like comes really- up rocking and rolling with college hoops this week as far as sort of getting everything finalized. Obviously been. I'll say fine-tuning my numbers have as they sort of just are a rolling list power rankings, but there's lots of updates happening over the last couple of months. And uh, yeah, man, about a month away from college troops. So that's crazy. And hockey, man, hockey, hockey futures out. Can't wait for yeah. your futures. Can't futures wait to are, go uh, coming out. Get, I'll finalize. Get stuff. Yeah. I'll be finalizing it after this pod and sending them uh, the first wave of futures tonight. So there looking forward to that. Good stuff. All right, let's stop talking about other stuff. Let's start talking about football. Week five in the NFL, week six in college football. A change at the top of the college football rankings. Alabama number one across both the coaches in the AP. They overtake Georgia uh, in both. It's interesting. In the AP, Georgia actually got more first place votes. They got 28, but Alabama got more total points. So 15-23 total points for 15-21 total points for Georgia. So Alabama does get the number one spot there on the coaches' poll. Watch out for Ohio State. Ohio State, man. Ohio State keeps ticking up. Yeah, they keep ticking up and getting those first place votes as, you know, Georgia squeaks by Missouri and, you know, Alabama, obviously, you know. Georgia was down uh, 10 points in the fourth in that game. That was no joke. That was not that. That was scary. Look, you know, Georgia absolutely struggled. Um, which is why obviously we were seeing Alabama in that one spot. Yep. You know, and I'm not comparing this year's Georgia team or even last year's Georgia team, which was better to the 2001 Miami Hurricanes. But point is that those 2001 Hurricanes had a very scary game against Boston College. They were not down, um, but Boston College was driving, and I, you know, one, I, you know, I think it was a fumble or an interception, and one of the big defensive linemen had it, and then Ed Reed grabbed it from his hands and ran it back, and I think Miami ended up winning that game uh, 19-7. I think it was 12-7 Miami, and Boston College was driving. That said, look, Missouri played a heck of a game last week and, and really took Georgia, you know, basically played the most efficient game they possibly could. Couldn't finish. Georgia comes back, and, and you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised that they absolutely destroy Auburn this week. Auburn is going to be – thirty. Yeah, 30. I mean, that, that line is <laughs> so, outrageously high, so, but I, yeah, go ahead. So the look-ahead line on that game this summer, as you know, I'm all about the middles and all about games of the year in the summer. The one spot had Georgia minus 15. I have yep. a ticket. Georgia minus 15. So He's got a ticket. The man's double, got a ticket. <laughs> doubling the spread over, you know, 
few months, and I can't really argue with it the way I, I – George has probably looked a bit better than people had had expected preseason, but Auburn's looked absolutely horrible. Yeah, so. well, and the fact is, I mean, I think you're just going to get George's best this game, right? You know, they're, after potentially losing, we'll see. We'll see how they come back. Come back but, you know, yep. it's going to be uh, going to be a tough place for Auburn this week. After missing their opportunity a couple of weeks ago, college game day to go to Kansas for the Duke game. Guess where college game day is going this week? Of course, it is back to Kansas. TCU minus six and a half, minus seven on the road at Kansas. A couple of undefeated teams in the Big 12. Uh, obviously, preseason, everyone probably assumed it would be A&M versus Bama. One of those spots, perhaps LSU. But man, college game day, I love it. For the first time ever, headed to Kansas. We have seen some theme on TCU this week. TCU was around four at the circuit. Oh, sorry, five at the circuit open, up six and a half, seven. We saw some Kansas buyback once it hit seven. Probably going to ping pong between that six and a half and seven all week. But man, if Kansas can pull this off, Wags starting to get serious there for the, for yeah, the uh, Big Twelve. No, no, no joke. Fairy tale story for Kansas. They're ranked. Kansas is ranked. I love it. That's amazing. Um, really incredible. However, sadly. Which is, you know, you have to you have to face reality at some point. It's possible, very possible, that Kansas, ranked right now, may not make a bowl. The rest <laughs> of their schedule, the teams combined are twenty four and nine. Mm-hmm. This week they have four and O TCU. Then they play at Oklahoma, at Baylor, then against that at home against Oklahoma State, who's four and Then they play at Texas Tech, three and two. Then they play Texas at home, three and two, which is kind of a revenge game for Texas, if you don't remember last year. And then they finish at Kansas State, who's currently four and one. I can't look. Obviously, it's Kansas and they're playing really well. And you could say, hey, well, they're undefeated, so they can beat any of these teams. But these teams are pretty good that they have to face. They're going to be possible. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to they're not going to be favored in in any of these games, especially especially if they lose uh, this game this week, um, you know, let's say by 14 points, you know. Yeah. So good, good hope, for Kansas. <laughs> if if I don't think that's gonna happen, but if that does happen, hopefully it's one of those situations where you know you have a five win team. Sometimes when you run out of six win teams for bull bids, they gravitate to the five win team, and I would assume Kansas would probably be at the top there. But I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. it's possible they go five and seven. It's possible. That would, that would, that would uh moving sad. over to the NFL real quick before we jump into fishy lines. Highlights from last week, just a couple of things that sort of stuck out. Obviously that Cincinnati Miami game, the Tua situation, it's been talked about at length all week. The Miami Dolphins is a is a team that I'll be talking about a little bit later in the pod here. Uh Geno Smith wags, that's another situation. The potential MVP of the NFL, Geno Smith. A resurgence there, and then the now the Philadelphia Eagles, the current favorites in the NFC. Any just sort of general thoughts on any of that stuff or anything else from you? Yeah, I could run down real quick. I mean, first off, the Bengals Miami game. Aside from the Tua stuff, um, what a bad spot that was for Miami. Um, you know, short week off a big win um, without you know, well, you know, the, didn't know if the. Tua was going to play. Nobody really knew. And then he comes out and gets banged up. And um, it was just a bad spot situationally for Miami. I had the Bengals money line in a parlay with the Packers. I think you had the same one. Um, Packers. (laughs) Grateful that one worked out. Wow. What a poor showing by them. But that was not the one I was expecting to be sweating potentially. Right. No, exactly. (laughs) And uh, sure enough, you know, Belichick's just has Aaron Rodgers number, you know, just knows how to D him up and, and put him in tough situations, but um, got that one done. G- Gino Smith, man, looks great. 
looks absolutely great. And I think for Gino, he finally kind of had an opportunity to, to, to have the chance to earn that top starting position um, as Locke came in and, and he started to prove doubters wrong. That said, he's doing great right now. For for Geno Smith, I mean, he still has two games under 200 yards throwing, um, but he's taken that spotlight off of himself on you know as far as critiques and and put it on the defense because their defense right now is is atrocious. So um, yeah. pretty interesting. And then the Eagles, man, they're they're absolutely legit. Fair to have them, in my opinion, as the clear cut cut NFC favorites at this point. Packers look suspect. Yeah. Obviously, we just touched upon that. The Bucks look suspect. I mean, who else is in the race? The Rams, they look pretty terrible right now. The 49ers are hit or miss. Niners probably, right? I mean, are the Vikings yeah. or the Cowboys yeah. for real? I don't think they're for real. I think the Eagles are legit, man. Great offensive line, yeah. good weapons. Jalen Hurts playing well. I mean, the Eagles are uh, absolutely deserving of the number one spot in the NFC. Totally agree with that. Favorites right now in the NFC. Um, um, Minus five and a half this weekend at Arizona. That was the line. Look headline. That was around four. Um, and yeah, five and a half now. So going back to that Cincinnati game, we talked about it. And just to touch on it, one of the better situational spots all year, Miami, again, all in game, won their quote, Super Bowl, home against Buffalo, humidity, guys dropping like flies yep. left and right. Short week, three days, go to Cincinnati versus sort of that all in effort from the Bengals, a game that they really had to have. QB situation unknown for Miami, a great spot to back the Bengals. So always yeah, be looking for those kind of situational spots there. Yeah, Miami was outplaying their, their, you know, their I guess potential, right? They're playing really well. Don't get me wrong, yeah. and um, you know, with and then Tua got banged up. That was yeah, just a tough situation. Yep, yep. probably better so this week. The whole Geno Smith thing. Yeah, we will talk about it. The Geno <laughs> Smith situation wags. You have any uh, uh, Geno MVP tickets yet in pocket? Uh, I do not. Um, however, I don't think it's necessarily a terrible bet. I've, especially with those odds. <laughs> really? I mean, it's tough I'm to say that. To hear you say that. Uh, it's tough to say that. But with I the mean, straight face, if he continues down this path of being fairly efficient, he's got two three hundred yard plus mm-hmm. games under his belt. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's. It's not inconceivable. I mean, especially if he could take the, the the Seahawks, who are projected to win what four and a half games or something like that, or five games. Um, yeah, yeah. If if he takes them to the playoffs, uh, again, I don't think that's happening. But at the odds right now for Geno Smith to win the MVP, I, I don't necessarily think it's the worst bet. I, that's it. I think a better way to attack it might be to take a look at Pete Carroll, coach of the year. Um, only because to your point, again, four and a half, five, five and a half season win total. If he somehow gets his team to the playoffs, he's going to win coach of the year. Yeah. Right. If they Fair. win 10 games, Pete Carroll is going to win coach of the year. I saw him at a hundred to one this past week. So I'm not, I, I don't have it. I'm not taking it because I don't think they will. But if you believe in the Seahawks team, if their defense can get from horrendous to just plain bad, yeah, uh, <laughs> no, that, that's a great games. point. Yeah, he's a hundred to one, and I see Gino at eighty to one. So yeah. you may as well um, certainly take a look at that. So I, I don't doubt it. Or, or you know, maybe you want to take Gino Smith at comeback player of the year, though. Yeah, because um, he Saqu- basically didn't Saquon, play last year. Saquon's looking pretty <laughs> pretty good for that. Yep, absolutely. All right, 
fishy line of the week time. What is this? It's a line that Wags and I highlight a game, either in college or the NFL, where you look at it, something doesn't look right. You got to do a double take. Is somebody hurt? What's going on? Why is this line look, look this way? It's just fishy. It stinks. It absolutely stinks. And uh, doesn't mean we're going to be on the game. Doesn't mean we're going to be on one side or the other, but it's just a line that you want to kind of, I'll just say, dig a bit more into based upon what the line is versus how it should potentially look. Wags, would you like to do the honors on the fishy line of the week from your perspective this week? Yeah, fishy line of the week. Um, Missouri at Florida. Missouri just played their tails off. Um, Really impressed against um, a Georgia team. Florida a few weeks ago, um, you know, didn't look so good. Uh, Just three weeks ago, they, they only beat South Florida, who's one and four by, you know, four points. Um, didn't look so good. Yes, they they then went to Tennessee and gave them a game. But even that Tennessee game, I mean, if you don't if you don't remember, they scored late to make it a five point loss. Um, and then they, they've played nobody really that tough this year. Yes, they impressed against Utah in the beginning, but um that's really been it for Florida. Uh, they play Missouri. I think people are high on Missouri. Oh my God, they almost beat Georgia. They only lost to Auburn by three, even though again, Auburn's having down year. Um, now Florida's laying 11 points, 10 and a half, 11, somewhere in that. Um, I think it's a little high. Um, I think Florida um, can come in uh, at home in the swamp and, and, and put it on Missouri. I'm going to take a deeper look at that. But to me, after that Missouri game playing, you know, basically beating Georgia until the end, um, I think that 11 points to Florida is, is quite a bit. Oh, makes a lot of sense. My fishy line of the week, Wags, what if I told you that UConn, yes, UConn, was favored in a football game? Just that fact. What if <laughs> I told you that it was by more than a field goal? What if I told you that it was on the road? You probably, yeah. You'd probably say, well, ACL, what junior high team is UConn playing this weekend? What However, are they are not. <clears throat> this is not. This is not something that's that's real. That's what I say. UConn, the two and four UConn Huskies, guys, they are minus five this weekend at FIU. UConn, who has lost their four games this year by a combined 179 to 44 points. Uh, over the last seven years, UConn's outright record 12 and 54 and yes, UConn is minus five this week at FIU. This FIU team might be historically bad, and 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 they did a lot to sort of save that potentially last week. But this year so far, FIU, they lost to Bryant by one. They lost to Texas State and Western Kentucky by a combined 104 to 12. They did beat New Mexico State last week. But the bigger point in that is they were 15-point dogs to New Mexico State. So, I, you know, good for them. They won. But the fact that they were power-rated – 15 points worse than New Mexico State says quite a bit there. So, again, when you look at this line, UConn, you know, this is a team wags that we were on the other day, plus I believe it was 39 and a half against against, um, North Carolina State. And now UConn is a favorite in a football game on the road. So whenever you see that, I mean, I was literally going through the line, you know, Sunday night, that came out. Wow. (laughs) Stuck out right away, right away. So take a look at that game. Yeah, take a look at that one. All right, we're going to take a quick break and be back with the taking a look at a couple of games, uh, one in college, one in the NFL, $200 site credit, and free plays right, right after this quick break. And we are back, the ACL pod featuring Captain Wags. I'm ACL, he's Wags. Before we jump in, guys, if you have 
five seconds. We really appreciate those five-star reviews for the pod. They do help us grow. So um, they help us you know, continue to be able to do this, provide this pod for you. And we really do appreciate it if you have a couple seconds there. So thank you for that, Wags. A couple of games here we're going to highlight. One on the college side, one on the NFL side. On the college side, Pac-12, baby. Pac-12. We've been talking about the Pac-12 quite a bit over the last couple of weeks yes. here. Utah at UCLA, number 11, Utah, 4-1, and one, number 18, UCLA, 5-0, and oh, undefeated UCLA. This game is at the Rose Bowl. Utah currently minus 3, minus 3.5, depending on where you shop. Total 64.5. UCLA coming off that big win last Friday night against Washington, 40-32. to 32. There are other wins, of course, versus Colorado, South Alabama, Alabama State, and Bowling Green. Utah. Fresh off a beatdown of Oregon State, my free play last week, which cashed. They beat them 42-16 to 16 in a fantastic situational spot for Utah. This Utah team, man, ever since that Florida loss week one wags, they have been crushing opponents. 73-7, to 35-7, to 34-13, 42-16 are the four scores since then. Big, big, big test for both teams, quite frankly, this weekend at UCLA. How do you see this one going overall? Yeah, look, I, I think it's going to be a great game. I, you know, I, I was off last week with UCLA. I had them as my fishy line, I, I believe, um, or maybe even my free play. Um, but that said, uh, they look good. They impressed me. I think their their running game is really, really efficient. They barely have any uh, tackles in the backfield. Um, they're truly, a, you know, a pretty efficient team on offense um and defensively they're they're doing all right as well so um my my big thing with them right now other than last week and and one of the reasons why i liked uh washington is that they haven't really played anybody um you know you tell me alabama state and south alabama and and teams of that nature and i'm like all right well do it prove it And, and they just did they just proved it against washington now my big thing is with ucla can they do it two two weeks in a row? Um, and Utah, like you said, after that loss to Florida in the swamp, which by the way was a terrible situational spot to open up um, the season across, you know, going west to east, playing in the swamp at Florida, um, just a, t- a tough opening game. I mean, kudos to Florida; um, they ended up winning. They they beat them night. You know, it was a what, three point game. Um, Anthony Richardson played really well against them, but since then. Utah's really tightened up. You know, they, they, they feel, they look more comfortable. They feel more comfortable. Um, you know, I'm curious to see how uh, UCLA's offense is going to be able to run on Utah's defense. Now, Utah's defense has been a little suspect against the run compared to years past, and that's what UCLA does well. So I'm really curious to see how that works out. I think Utah will be able to score. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty efficient. I love um, Cam Rising. I think he's a great quarterback. Um, so this is gonna, this is a great game. Uh, what's your take, ACL? What, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, points scored, Utah 11th in the country at 42 points a game. UCLA 14th in the country at 41.5 points a game. So it could be some fireworks there. Um, I I I want to make a case for the UCLA side here because look they're a five and zero team they have a, a a bit of extra rest here I still think they might be a bit disrespected in the market that said if you look at who they played and this was one reason you know for the for the for taking a look at the Washington side last week 
I just can't get over when, when you take a look at it, Wags. Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama, Colorado. I mean, in my numbers, those are four of the top four of the worst 30 teams in the entire country. I mean, it's absolutely incredible that the 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 I want to say the level, the lack of talent that this team started out with playing in terms of the first four games of the year. So I talked about Utah last week. It's not a team that I'm getting in front of right now, so I'm not going to be on the UCLA side this week. Um, but man, if UCLA wins this game, they get a bye, and then the schedule really does sort of open up. That game, obviously, at Oregon in a couple weeks is going to be tough, but then you get Stanford, which is manageable, Arizona State, which is manageable, Arizona, which is manageable. They do have to play USC, but that's at home. And then at Cal, could you could see this team making that, you know, 10 and 2, 11 and 1 run, Pac 12 championship game. Yeah, look, if Dare they get I say through, undefeated. Yeah, look, <laughs> if they get through Utah this week and they have to play at Oregon and home versus USC and they're able to knock That's off it. the other four teams, I mean, if they're able to get, you know, maybe, maybe they lose to Oregon and then they win late against USC, mm-hmm. that is a really good opportunity for them if they could win the Pac 12 to maybe sneak in to the playoffs. So, I mean, we will see. I, I, it's going to be a tough challenge. They are three-point dogs at home again for the or three and a half uh, for the second week in a row. So, um, Which is an interesting number because that was the line against Washington, right? So yep, if you're saying exactly. Utah versus Washington, no way in hell is yep. is Utah Pickham versus Washington, right? Right. So just by that math, you should you should take a look at that side this week. So. Really interesting game. A lot of a lot of moving parts there. All right, moving over to the NFL. A uh, couple of candidates there for games that we want to highlight. We, we we landed on Dallas at the Rams just because I think it's an interesting handicap. The Rams currently minus five at home against Dallas. Total of forty three. The Rams two and two. Dallas three and one. The Rams, of course, coming off looking absolutely horrible Monday Night Football versus the Niners game on national TV. The look ahead line on this game wagged a week ago before that game was Rams minus seven. What's happened since the Rams looked horrible on Monday night football. Matthew Stafford looked like, I don't know. Not good. A high school quarterback back there for somehow. It worked uh, out well for me. Yes. Throwing picks at the end of the game to blow teasers though for, for Rams plus eight and a half throwing pick sixes (laughs) with four minutes left. So that happened. Um, And then you have Dallas. Look, the, the, the Cooper rush experience is real. My man, Uh, third straight win. Now, you could argue who who has he beaten. The Washington Commanders, arguably the worst team in the NFL, the New York Giants, the most fraudulent 3-1 and team in the NFL, and they beat the Bengals at home, which I will give them credit for there. Um, however, again, the look at line was seven. Now you can give five, so there's a bit of value on the Rams there potentially. But a, a huge game, I, I would say, really on the Rams side, if they want to keep up in the NFC West there. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think the most notably, everybody can point at Cooper Rush and, and how he is playing well. And, and to his credit, he absolutely is. Um, but you have to really give kudos to the Dallas defense yes. um, who have given up 17 points to the Bengals, 16 points at the Giants, um, who, who's actually playing pretty well. Obviously, a three and one. You could call them the fraudulent three and one. They're still three and one, and only ten points to the Commanders. And and the Commanders were were you know, you know they're not a great team, but they were putting up you know twenty eight and twenty seven points. Yes, against Jacksonville, Detroit, only eight and ten against Philly and Dallas the last two weeks. So, um, but 
Dallas's defense really stepping up. Um, this is kind of the tale of like two teams that you probably expected, you know, Dallas to be a lot worse than they are. You know, I don't think, you know, especially without Dak um, when he went down and then the Rams who you would just expect to be a lot better, obviously having won the Super Bowl. Yes, there's a Super Bowl hangover in effect, um, but they're not looking too good. I mean, they, they got smoked the first week by Buffalo. Yes, it was Buffalo. Second week they beat Atlanta. They were up big, and then Atlanta came back and came back, and they, you know, the Rams couldn't do anything. Um, mm-hmm. couldn't, you know, luckily, like the game ended, they were able to win. Um, you know, Arizona they beat, and then they get smoked by by San Fran. They they really couldn't do anything. Um, I would say it's a really good situational spot for the Rams in a sense, had they not played on Monday night. So um, I, I just think it's going to be a really interesting game. Um, my guess is that the Rams defense really get after it this week. Um, I'd yeah. be shocked if uh, if the Cowboys got the twenty points. The if the Cowboys win this game, I know it almost sounds insane, but there's going to be a quarterback controversy in Dallas. There, yeah. it, not to say the Dak is better, or sorry, the Rush is better than Dak, but it's going to be one of those things like, does he fit in better with this team, with his set of players, kind of thing? And you pull out the hot hand, and then if they put Dak back in, first game back, he loses. Yep, you're gonna get the, the whole, you know, bring back Cooper Rush thing. So totally, and Dak, you know what? They put in Cooper. He might demand a trade. That'd be interesting. Hey, stuff can happen. All right. Yep. Two hundred dollar site credit Monday Night Football contest time. What is this? I'm about to read off three questions for this upcoming game: the Chiefs versus the Raiders. Good game, Monday Night Football. Uh, the first person to get all three questions correct gets two hundred dollars in site credit to ACL acl-sports.com can enter all you got to do is dm your answers to either myself or wags on twitter or instagram that's all you got to do whoever gets them right first is the winner if there are multiple winners so timestamps do count here are the questions question number one chiefs minus seven and a half versus the raiders you're taking the chiefs minus the seven and a half or the raiders plus the seven and a half question two over under 51 and a half over or under 51 and a half question three which player will score the last touchdown in the game? Which player will score the last touchdown in the game? Get them in, get them all three correct. Be the first to do it, 200 bucks, however you want to use it on the website. All right, free play time. Wags, would you like to do the honors or would you like me to do it? Uh, you can go first. I feel like I've been going first the last few weeks, so uh, go for it. All right, here we go. NFL, moving to the NFL this week. Last week had a winner with uh, Utah on the college side. I'm going to the NFL this week for my free play. I'm going with the Miami Dolphins, minus three, what? readily available in the market. Yes, the Miami Dolphins, <laughs> minus three versus the Jets. Two main things here. First, the spot. Second is the QB situation. We'll start with the QB situation. So the look-ahead line on this game a week ago was Miami minus six a week ago. So what's happened since? Well, the Dolphins lost to the Bengals, and the Jets beat the Steelers. The, of course, bigger thing of those two is the change of quarterback for Miami. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be starting this game uh, for Miami. In no world is Teddy Bridgewater a three-point downgrade from Tua. I'm sorry, he's just not. So, And in no world is Zach Wilson any kind of considerable upgrade from Joe Flacco at this point. So there's that. Secondly, the Dolphins coming off, we talked about earlier, one of the worst situational spots you'll have this season versus the Bengals. So I think people saw that on national TV, saw that they struggled. That's factored in a bit here as well. 
Now they come into this one, a divisional game, more focused, extra rest, which is big for this team. The Jets, what happened? Flying high, big, highly emotional road outright underdog win versus the you know big-time Pittsburgh Steelers. And instead of having to lay six with Miami, now we have the opportunity to lay three because of all those things that I just mentioned. Teddy Bridgewater, two wags in his career. And th- he's had 30 road NFL starts, 24 and six ATS. Teddy covers, baby. So a week ago, people were talking up the Dolphins, top five power rated team, top team in the NFL. And now they're a field goal to the Jets and we have the opportunity to take that. So that's what we're going to do. Miami minus three versus the Jets. Teddy two gloves covers. I love there it. There we go, baby. Love them. Um, yeah, we're going to move it over to college football. And we are going to um, we're going to go to the American Athletic Conference. We have South Florida one and four at Cincinnati four and one. I am taking South Florida plus twenty seven and a half minus one hundred six currently at FanDuel. Um, Cincinnati coming off a win has a bye next week. I think this is just a a good spot for them to come out a little flat this week. Um, South Florida, really not that good. Um, I think they will get up for the game similar to how they got up against UF this year against the Gators, um, gave the Gators a a real run for their money, almost beat them, um, which would have been absolutely bananas. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I just think it's a good spot for South Florida. Um, Cincinnati has a few players banked up, banged up, uh, most notably on the offensive line, Landon Fickle. Also, their linebacker, Devin Hightower, um, uncertain if they'll play. Uh, South Florida may get Clemson transfer wide receiver Aju Aju back, um, who's been battling a lower leg injury. Um, regardless, look, 27 and a half points. I'll take that with South Florida. Give me the Bulls. South Florida Bulls. That's it. I like it. I like it. Getting a whole lot of points. Keep it close there. All right. That, those are the two free plays for this week. Yes. Wags, as we mentioned, a lot going on over the next month. So, guys, hit us up. Twitter, Instagram. If you have any questions at all, you can always email us. All the information's on the website there to check out. Wags, I know we're taping this Thursday. Your hockey stuff's going out today. And, of course, hockey season literally starts next week. So, uh, yeah, six can't wait days. for that. Yep. So, yeah, really, really pumped. It's going to be awesome. Great season. Uh, really feel confident with uh, some of these futures that are going out. Um, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get into hockey soon. Looking cool. forward. Looking forward to it. All right. Wags, I'm ACL. That is this week's pod. We will be back normal time next week, guys, on Wednesday, and the pod will drop in. Until then, good luck in all your plays, and we'll talk to you next week.